Perspective the podcast. Hello, people. How are you doing on this fine day? This is your host, your bestie, Ikam speaking, and your therapist for free, as always. I miss you guys so much. I swear to God, I miss recording and talking to you guys about all types of shit. As much as you guys love this podcast to see it as therapy or whatever, it's, trust me, equally, if not even more, therapeutic for me. If you haven't already figured it out yet, um, my social circle is really fucking tiny. By choice, though, but it's really small, which means you guys are probably like 99.9% of my friends. my Like, all my friend group. <laughs> um... I used to be a social butterfly, but I feel, I don't know, I just feel like the older I grow, it's either the lazier I become to form friendships, or the more aware I become of where it's worth to invest my energy, if that makes any sense. But I don't know if that even explains me not having a big social circle, but I like it. I'm not complaining, I'm just describing the situation. I haven't recorded in three weeks, and I'm really sorry. A lot of my friends have been asking about the episodes and if I'm uploading or not. But I've been really fucking busy. It's been insane. I really don't think I've ever been as busy as I am right now in my life. And I'm not complaining. Don't get me wrong. That's the crazy thing. I don't even hate it. I'm literally exhausted 24-7 but I enjoy it. I mean, this is what I signed up for. I did not sign up for a boring life. I would rather be tired than be bored. At least when I'm tired, I can really like... You know when you're exhausted and you get the best sleep of your life? That's kind of my life right now. Every day. It's kind of a mess. But it's a beautiful mess, you know? I'm really grateful for everything that's happening. And I... Well, live update. I just moved out of my friend's house, finally. Um, ever since I came back from Morocco, I've been living in my friend's house, if you didn't know. And after doing some major house hunting for months, I can finally say that I found the one. Alhamdulillah. I have also been going to internship every day, which, to be honest, it was fun at first, but it just... I don't know, it's becoming exhausting to me. Like, emotionally and physically both. Because, like, it's not just that I'm physically tired. It's also that I'm, like, kind of lacking motivation for it. Because, well, we're working on on this project. And I can't say that I'm satisfied about the project. People listening will definitely think that I'm an arrogant bitch for saying shit like that. But this is my fucking podcast. I need to share this with y'all. Thing is, I recently... This this is about to get deep. Recently, during the ongoing journey of trying to figure out who I am, I really have come to the conclusion that I am probably the kind of person that is driven by challenge. I don't know if that was clear, if that made any sense. I'm like a passionate person with everything that I do. That means that my daily energy, it comes from things in life that challenge me. Like, 
I feed off of situations that make me feel like I almost cannot do something just so I can pursue it and do it and enjoy the victory at the end. That is like ultimate joy and happiness. I mean, either the victory or the failure. I would like, I would rather challenge myself, fail at it and learn from the failure than not do anything challenging at all. Thing is like, I, I don't know. I mean, it's just weird, maybe, to you. But I really found out that the things that bring me happiness and joy, like, all of them have this one thing in common, which is the challenge, the passion, you know? It has something to do with, like, everything that I love doing is human. Like, it has to do with humanity. I don't like shit when it becomes too industrial or too businessy. Even in architecture, I treat all my projects... Like they're my babies, I give them names, I that's the way my brain functions. That's the only way that I can keep my brain focused on that thing. If that I lose that, then I'm not interested. I will not pursue it. I'm bored. I will literally give up on that thing. And that's what's going on right now. I really hate mediocre shit. You know, or when someone doesn't have the balls to do something that they know is beneficial for them just because they already pre-assumed they could not do it before even trying. I fucking hate that shit. I mean, let's just say, this is a conclusion, let's just say that I have a soul of a grandma who enjoys her little farm in the village but who still likes to fucking drink vodka shots. You know what I mean? Or bake impossible recipes from time to time to just spice things up. That's my soul. But anyway... This shit got so deep from the start of this episode. <laughs> now I'm gonna be like, Ikram, what the fuck does that have to do with internship? You were just talking about internship. Here's a little explanation. Architecture to me is very serious. I love it to death. I always say this and I will never stop saying it. Architecture gave my life meaning. I will not allow somebody to fucking treat it like, I don't know, business with no passion for the money. Like, shit kind of pisses me off. Can't even lie. Like, you can do so many other things that have no art. They have no humanity. They have no side of affection. And you could still get the money. Don't do architecture if you're going to do it for the money. That's rule number one. I literally do architecture for fun. I mean, it is my profession. But it's also my most enjoyable hobby. And if it's not for you, then don't do it. Punto final. Wow, I just said <laughs> I just said a Spanish phrase. Don't mind me. I've been watching a lot of La Casa de Papel recently because the season five is coming on september so i've been doing a little recap so i watched everything all the seasons from season one to season four and lately some spanish phrases have been slipping out of my mouth because of i don't know i get really fucking affected by the things that i watch to the point where my personality might even change while watching that thing you know what i mean i'm pretty sure it's pretty common Everybody does that. Don't fucking lie. But anyway, let me drink my water. Life updates. Um, besides moving out, trying to settle in. I, well, I'm still single as a Pringle. And I still did not find my Prince Charming, unfortunately. I don't know if his horse fell sick or if he changed his mind is no longer coming. But yeah, my Prince Charmer pretty much is nowhere to be found. See, I keep talking about shit like 
oh, I'm so single. But then deep down, I don't even leave my house. You guys don't understand. I do not leave my house unless it's an emergency or unless I'm going to internship because I have to go. Otherwise, I literally do not even leave my room. Thinking about it now, actually, I do not pursue any efforts in the Department of Relationships in no way, shape, or form. Are we shocked that my Prince Charming isn't here yet? No, we're not. I don't know. I just keep complaining about this shit and then I remember, oh, I didn't even try, so what the fuck was I expecting? This episode was actually going to be completely different. I had a very nice topic in mind. Like, I wanted to talk about... I don't know, I wanted to tell you guys about minding your business, you know, becoming an unbothered queen or king. We don't discriminate. But to be honest, I had planned for that episode. And then when I came to record, I just was not feeling that topic, you know? I wanted to talk about something that is kind of close to what's going on right now in my life. I wanted to talk about something that I can express my thoughts about without having to like think about it too much because I'm already thinking about it you know does that even make sense I don't know so today we're going to talk about red flags there are a bazillion of red flags all over us it was also because like it was because of a very nice question that my friend asked me recently and it pushed me to think about red flags so much for the past week So today when I wanted to record, I was like, yeah, I have to talk about that shit because I have to get it off my mind. And I also want to answer that question, so. Um, Red flags. I don't even know where to start, man. Holy fuck, there are so many red flags in all types of relationships. Like friendships, uh, professional relationships. Um, romantic relationships there are so many red flags but today we're going to be talking about the romantic side like the relationship side and I just want to start off by saying like one of the most obvious red flags to me or what it where all the red flags start you know relationship wise the first thing is when it comes to red flags, we keep looking for red flags in, the, in our significant others. And we don't consider the chance that we might be showcasing some red flags as well. Um, let me just give an example. You're with a person. You feel like the relationship is kind of off. You don't know what the fuck is wrong. You're like, this something is missing and whatever. And you start looking in all the mistakes that your significant other might have done and you don't even consider yours i mean first of all why are you with this person i mean why did you get involved emotionally with this person were you bored was it fun to have someone to flirt with have someone to i don't know cuddle with or whatever is that why you're with this person because if that's the reason let me tell you bestie you might be the red flag here second of all Another red flag. Are you slowly but surely becoming one person with a significant other? I mean, by that I mean like, before you get into this relationship, you had some hobbies, right? You had some friends. You used to do this, you used to do that. Are you still doing those things? Or are you slowly becoming one person with your significant others? 
You know what I mean? Like, you know that shit in high school when people get in relationships and start saying, oh, we're, we're one person. Because that shit doesn't even make sense. You know what I mean? If you're in a mature, healthy relationship, you're supposed to be two separate people. Sorry. Completely independent from each other. But still enjoy each other's company. You're not supposed to depend 100% on each other for each other's happiness or joy or mental health or whatever. You're supposed to be completely independent on your own, but still enjoy that person's company. You know, enjoy sharing moments with them, sharing thoughts with them, meals, coffee dates, whatever. Another thing, sacrifices. Now, it's very well known that for any relationship to be healthy, to work out, to continue, there are certain sacrifices that need to be made. But, need to be made, sorry. But, how big are those sacrifices you're making? You know, are they a little overboard? What kind of sacrifices are you making for this relationship? You have to reconsider because if the sacrifices are a little too much, that is also a red flag. Another red flag is the lack of communication. And this could be also from both parts. It's either you or your significant other, or it's too stubborn to even consider what the other person might feel comfortable doing. And that shows lack of respect for one for one another's decisions or values or principles or whatever it is. And lack of respect is also a major red flag. Also trust. How how percent how what is the percentage that you trust this person? Like would you trust them with your secrets, with your life, with your decisions, with your vulnerability? Trust is not necessarily always connected to jealousy or to, oh, I'm dating this guy, but I trust him even if he has, like, I don't know, female friends. No, that is not the trust that I'm necessarily talking about. Trust is, are you, do you trust this person enough to be vulnerable in front of this person? Do you trust that this person has zero prejudgments on you so that you can show them your ugly part and your good part? That is the trust that I'm talking about. That is a deeper trust. Another major obvious red flag is excessive jealousy. Excessive jealousy, it's very toxic. And so many people tend to ignore it because they say, oh, I would rather my significant other be jealous and protective than not to give a fuck at all that's that's bullshit you know what i mean jealousy is part of every relationship it's even part of friendships it's a good thing but with moderation when jealousy gets excessive it just it becomes this ugly thing that eats the relationship and just rips it apart nobody wants that another thing that i want to talk about is abuse now this is this is this is a big thing. You know, and abuse can come in various shapes and forms. It's physical or emotional. It's, you know, big amounts or with small amounts. Any type of abuse should not be tolerated. Period. That's it. 
in my opinion, that's it. In my opinion, abuse is the biggest red flag that could ever exist in any relationship. Let me give you an example of emotional abuse, in case you don't understand what I'm saying. For example, you're out on a date, you're having a one-on-one sesh with a guy or a girl. You like him or her. You're physically close, okay? But you don't necessarily want to have sex with this person. For whatever reason, you have your reasons. You still enjoy their kisses, the hugs, the cuddles, whatever, but that doesn't mean that you have to have sex with him or her. It is not a signed contract that says, oh, if you touch me, we gotta fuck. There is no such thing. You know, some people are gonna be listening now and they're gonna be like, come, that's obviously a red flag. Like, you don't even need to mention it. Like, you know, there's no reason why you're saying this. Everybody obviously knows this, but the reason why I'm explaining all this is because I know for sure there are people out there that choose to even ignore those very obvious fucked up things. And this is going to lead me to answer the question that I just said that I love so much. My friend asked me, she said, well, she talks about girls, but she said, why do girls see red flags and still choose to ignore them? Why do people ignore those things? Why do people ignore something that is obviously messed up? You don't even need a stamp on it. This guy or girl that you're dealing with is obviously clearly fucked up. You should automatically run away from it immediately. But here's the thing. My friend asked me this question and she um, specifically asked about girls. So, like, why do girls see red flags and still choose to ignore them? And from my perspective, in my personal opinion, the explanation to that is when you're desperate, when you're lacking the emotional attachment to somebody or just to something, when you have a hold in your life and you're just trying to fill it with something and it does not matter what that thing is necessarily, when you lack the emotional attachment, you crave it. You crave the attention, you crave the affection, you crave having somebody to text you good morning every day, you crave having somebody to pick you up and take you on cute coffee dates or take you on night drives, you crave somebody to listen to music with, you crave the affection and you crave somebody to say those sweet things to you on a daily basis because you don't have any other source for that and when you crave something that badly it becomes an addiction and when you're addicted to something it doesn't matter how it fucks you up it doesn't matter if you know it's killing you it doesn't it literally doesn't even matter if it's slowly but surely taking your life away you know that it's an addiction it's taking your energy it's consuming your inner peace you still do that shit you don't give a fuck you don't sit down and say i guess Oh, I just just walk away from it. You know, it's really bad. No, you only do that when you have a replacement. Or when you're strong enough to stand the fuck up and walk away from this bullshit. Because then, and only then, you on your own, you know that you're enough for yourself. When you love yourself enough, when you know exactly how to take care of yourself, when you know how much... You're precious and you're worth and 
when you just have that strong relationship with yourself, you know, that's only that's that's the only time that you walk away from shitty stuff. That's exactly why the very cheesy phrase, I don't I don't love this phrase, but I cannot help but agree with it. When they say that before you love anybody, you should love yourself first because if you don't have that love inside you, you cannot provide it to anyone. You cannot give it to anyone because you don't have it in the first place. And I believe in that so much because I have seen it happen in real life. And I do believe it to be the one and only answer to this question. Like people or girls or boys or whoever is dating or whoever is emotionally involved with anybody that is toxic. Anybody that is abusing them mentally or emotionally or physically did not. These people did not take the time. To take care of themselves before they care for somebody else. And they were too desperate to get involved in something before they were ready for it. And this is what we what we mean by, oh, I'm not ready for a relationship. That means I am not in the state of mind that allows me to put myself first at all conditions. Look at my own good. Look after myself. Love myself. Be independent emotionally. Before I can be involved with someone. So that I don't depend on that person. Totally for my happiness. And that's really important. And not a lot of people take care of themselves. Before they. You know. Get involved. And when they do. That's when they ignore the red flags. Because they're not ready to say goodbye to this person. Because. They're not strong enough. So they need a replacement for that person. If that person walks away. Or if they break up with that person. They're not strong enough to stand up by themselves yet. You know what I mean? So, um, if you're weak, if you're not ready, you have to you have to help yourself be ready. You cannot get involved with someone and help them become a better person when you're still down there. You need you before that person needs you. So always remember that. Because otherwise it can only lead to fucked up things such as dealing with or putting up with a shitty person. Or for that matter, ignoring red flags. And, you know, that is my answer to that question. Somebody said, hi, I feel like I'm a drama queen. (laughs) What is the solution? That is a very broad question, to be honest. I mean, what's wrong with being a drama queen? I mean, I'm a drama queen myself, and I don't think I need a solution. I'm fine, you know? But I feel like being a drama queen should be done in moderation. Like, you cannot be a drama queen 24-7. It's cute, it's a little sassy, whatever, from time to time, but do not pursue it as a lifestyle, honey. It's exhausting. (laughs) Here's another question. What do you do when a girl confesses to you but you don't really like her? My answer to this question is very simple, short, and clean. You tell her. You know? Just be a kind person. Be a nice person. Be a good human being. And you will never end up hurting anybody's feelings. Life is easy and simple if you make it so. 
You go to this person, you apologize, actually. You say, I'm sorry, because I could not reciprocate what you're trying to give me here. And I feel like it would be really unfair to you to be disinvested in whatever is going on if I don't tell you that I cannot reciprocate it. And trust me, I don't know who the girl is, but I know that she will understand. If you're polite, if you're well-mannered, and if you don't make her feel like shit about herself for liking you, everything will end up perfectly fine. You just have to be clear and clean with it instead of not talking about it, instead of giving her wrong signals left and right, making her overthink, thinking that you might actually like her back, thinking, oh, maybe he doesn't like me back, all that bullshit. Just cut the bullshit, go straight, don't let her overthink about all the possibilities of you liking her or not liking her, etc., it is a never-ended circle. The best thing to do is to talk about stuff, and that's my opinion. Thank you for asking. Another question. Is it worth it to study in Turkey? I would... What? Oh, is it like... is Okay, this is the question. Is it worth it to study in Turkey? Um, If you ask me, which you are, obviously, <laughs> I would say yes. But again, it's from my perspective. Um, everybody has a different lifestyle. Everybody wants different vibes in their lives. But for me, Turkey is really perfect. I love it so much. Um, it's slowly but surely becoming my second home. I would not trade it for the world. And people don't believe me when I say that. When I say that I am literally the happiest I've been in Turkey. I don't know what it is. It's just everything about this country is fucking gorgeous. And... I'm in love with it and alhamdulillah I'm very satisfied you know in this stage of my life being here I feel like I'm in the right place for now Turkey is amazing for me in terms of studying I would say 100% if you're considering studying abroad I think I mean of course you should apply everywhere but definitely apply in Turkey it should definitely be in your you know choice list um, last question is a long one. I'm going to talk a lot about this one. Okay. Question is, how to detach yourself from toxic relationships and friendships? Like, relationships in friendships and family. This is the question. This is a very important question, so I'm going to take my time with it. Because I know what it feels like to be in that place. And I know exactly what it feels like not to know a way out of that place. But my, in my opinion... It all starts, again, from loving yourself. Let me explain. When you love yourself, when you take care of yourself, of your soul, of your energy, of your well-being, everything else around you is side characters to your life story. You're the main character. And other main characters are the people that mean the most to you. These people don't don't have to be necessarily family like genetic, genetically family, you know? You could make a family of your own. It could be your best friend. It could be somebody you met 10 years ago that became a huge part of your life. Those are the main characters to your, you know, to your life. It could be your mom, your dad, your siblings, your cousin's cousin that saved your life once. It could be anybody that you genuinely love. Those are your main characters, people that bring you positivity and good vibes, people that make your life better. 
And other than that, everybody and everything else becomes nothing but side characters when you love yourself. And everything else, when it becomes side characters, it just becomes not mandatory. You could do well with them or without them. You could get rid of them. You could cut them off easily with no effort. And I've said this before on an episode. Cutting people off, cutting toxic people off, is really hard at the beginning. Because your brain keeps telling you that it just seems like it would be really just much easier to just keep them in, bro. But when you master cutting toxicity off, it just becomes so easy. It becomes like drinking water. It brings your it just brings you so much inner peace. Makes your life better. It brings you positive energy when you get rid of those toxic bitches. Now we live in a society that will call you bad names if you do that with a family member though, because we were raised to think that family becomes you know, family before everything and that, you know, even if it's your father's cousin's cousin just because they're family it's very disrespectful to not you know ignore them or like not try to put up with with their shit it's 2021 bro it's honey it's 2021 we're in the middle of a pandemic we barely are making it out of it we do not know if we will live <laughs> after the shit we literally don't We don't know if we're going to make it, you know? Do you realize how serious this situation is? There is no time for us to be putting up with people's shit. Like, if somebody or something is bothering you, if something or somebody is not bringing you anything but negativity and toxicity, then give me one reason why you should keep them in, in your life. Just one reason. Like... You don't have, you don't have to. You, you simply that it's so simple. You don't have to keep this person, or this thing, or this activity, or this whatever it is in your life. As long as it's bringing you nothing but negativity and toxicity, it does not matter if this is a friendship, a relationship, a family member. If this person literally is not, you're not benefiting anything from this person other than being fucked up then okay bye you know what i mean life is too short to be putting up with people's bullshit if you want to detach yourself from a toxic friendship from a toxic family member from a toxic relationship you love yourself enough to stand up and say oh this is not happening i know me i know myself i know my body my brain my soul all of these things they owe it to me To not put up with anybody's bullshit. You stand up and you say, I have worked so hard to preserve and save and protect my energy. And something so silly like you will not disturb that. And trust me, bestie. When you reach that level of being very aware of what's going on around you. Being aware of what's beneficial for you and what's not. It is not going to be hard to detach yourself from that shit. You're going to get there very soon. Trust me. It is a very bumpy ride. It is a very hard road to go through. 
But it is a road at the end of the day, and every road has a destination. And you already know which destination you're going to. And guess what? Bumpy roads, they have even better destinations. So be excited because what's waiting for you at the end of this tunnel is amazing. And just remember, I love myself more than to put up with anybody's shit. You know what I mean? If you are not somebody that I value, if you're not somebody that I respect, if you're not somebody that has done something to me to make me want to go through hell and back for them, then I'm sorry, but I have... I literally have no other reason to keep you up, to keep you in my life, you know, to deal with your bullshit. Bye. That's all you say, and you walk the fuck away, and good luck. You're going to get there. You're going to do this. It is not worth it. Trust me. Detaching yourself from the situation could be hard at first, but trust me, once, twice, Third time, it's literally going to feel like heaven. It's going to be so therapeutic. You're going to feel so good about it. It's actually going to give you a chance to reconnect with yourself. You're going to feel your well-being thanking you for doing what you did. I wish you good luck. And I love you so much. And you're not alone. Because we're all in this shit together. You know? Even, Even when I'm saying this shit, trust me. There are a lot of bitches out there that expect me to put up with their shit. And I have to cut them off too. So let's do this shit together. Those were today's questions. I think there were five, six questions. Something like that. Well, really, recording feels really amazing. I haven't done this in three weeks. I missed so much. Also, drinking my water. This is your sign to go drink yours. And I love you guys so much. Thank you so much for listening to me today. Talk about the shit. Wow, today's episode was really deep. I am emotionally drained. I don't think I've ever talked about something this deep in so long. I don't think I've ever even... I I don't think I've even talked this long for so long, so... (laughs) I wish you guys well, and I wish you very good mental health and physical health. I wish you guys happiness and joy, and I am manifesting this shit for me and for you to the universe. So let's all pray together that we get inner peace and stability and calmness in our lives and that we get whatever we're dreaming about whatever we're working so hard to get and yeah i love you guys so much i will talk to you soon take care of yourself